Welcome to the Working Mama podcast, a show that provides real-world tips, tricks, and advice to all working mamas on how they can have a career, family, and hopefully one day break the glass ceiling. Welcome, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of the Working Mama podcast. I'm very excited about today's topic and also today's guest because it's all around the topic of productivity. Because as mums, we all want to get that little bit of time back in our day and so and we can do that by being more productive and so today's guest is Holly Brack who helps women smash society's expectations of productivity and she is your ultimate wing woman. Holly is passionate about helping women mothers in particularly in their business find their ideal work day whatever that may look like. With over 20 years combined experience in leadership, customer service and administration, Holly helps clients to find business practices and tools to keep things ticking along at the pace they want, as well as offering support and accountability. I can't wait for today's chat. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome, Holly. Hi, Karina. Thank you so much for having me here. Hi, Working Mamas. Nice to meet you. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you so much for coming. I'm really looking forward to today's chat because as you've got it, you, you're always wanting to help women, particularly working mums, which is such a good story. Why don't we kick it off and how do you best describe yourself? Okay, so hi, I'm Holly. I am a woman who lives in Melbourne. I'm a mum of a rambunctious four-and-a-half-year-old girl. She's incredible. I am a researcher's wife and a daughter, a friend, a sister, and your ultimate wing woman. I love, 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 love to help women in business find the things that work for them in their life in order to be their most productive self. And I'm just going to add a little caveat to that is that in that it might not necessarily be what society expects from you in order to be productivity, uh, in order to be productive, sorry. <laughs> but it's just like the working, it's just like the motherhood journey. Everyone has a different way of doing things and it doesn't have to be as society says. So that's so the caveat I don't think is needed. I think it's just, it's making it work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. No, and if there's anything that the last four and a half years have taught me is that you can plan for something and it's not always going to go to plan. That's, that's parenting. I think it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like when people say they've got birth plans, you're like, this is just the start of parenting. There is no plan. You know what? I didn't have a birth plan and people are shocked because I am a very list oriented, detail oriented person. I did not read one single pregnancy book. Oh, no, sorry, I, I, I lie. I read Up the Duff, but, you know, like Up the Duff, I, you know what, I don't even know if I finished it. You're better than me. I, I didn't, didn't read anything. <laughs> I didn't take a single birthing class. Oh, no, sorry, I did take a birthing class only, but it I turns out I probably didn't need it anyway. Um, my birth plan was whatever is the best way for and the most healthy way for my baby to arrive and to keep us both safe. That was it. Amen, sister. I've got exactly the same one. So whatever works to get bub out and we're both healthy, that's the best way to do it. Yep. And so, Holly, you're a working mum. And do you want to tell us a little bit about your career path to how you got where you are today? Sure. So I actually started working right out of high school. So that was 
a long time ago. <laughs> I'm just trying to do the math. What am I? I'm nearly 37, so 19 years ago. Uh, did a business administration traineeship, uh, was at that accounting firm four years. Obviously, the traineeship was only 12 months. Moved on into another administration role that went sour and then ended up back in retail. I worked in um, supermarkets when I was a kid. When I was in, sorry, just trying to think where I'm at. Um, so, yeah, so back in retail and was promoted to an assistant department manager within six months of being there, which is almost unheard of. Um, and they also gave me a full-time contract after only four weeks. So I was still in probation. Um, and so it was a temporary contract that I had to serve for two months. And then I was yeah, put straight onto full-time. Then things went pear-shaped in my previous marriage because I am married and divorced and I have remarried, but I sort of consider this marriage my only marriage. Then where are we? Melbourne. Moved to Melbourne. So I'm originally from Geelong. It's it's a it's a long journey, um, <laughs> <laughs> and moved to Melbourne to get money to go back to England. I I moved to England after leaving my ex. Um, was in administration, met my now husband, and that's it basically. Um, I went to university uh, not long after moving to Melbourne as well, and. Did lots of like, you know, casual jobs in that period. Worked in a bank um, in a call centre. Worked for an eco-friendly car company, the car sharing companies. And then had a baby. And here I am now as a self-employed woman. Although I did actually start my first business when I was at university. And that is how I've sort of landed here. Fantastic. So you used to be a VA, but you're transitioning into a new business, aren't you? Yes, that's right. So I started Mayday VA back in December 2018. It was not something that I planned to do. I always vowed never again to go back into administration because it was like I was good at it. I'm just going to say it. I was damn good at what I did, but I found it incredibly boring. And then I was helping other women in business with things that they couldn't do. So like, or, or didn't, didn't have time to do, didn't want to learn those kinds of things. So I was helping with email automations and websites. Like I'm very technically minded. And I was like, they're not even batting an eyelid at me sending them invoices for, I think I was charging $40 an hour. And I thought, you know what? I really should give this a proper go. And it took off. Like I barely had to do anything. The the clients that I had worked with previously uh, all shouted my name from the rooftops and, you know, my business just grew and flourished much quicker than I ever imagined. And it was during that first 12 months of business that I kept getting messages from uh, clients and women in my community saying, I wish you could be my mentor and help to keep me accountable and productive. And that was actually the plan, but not until 2022. So it was three years ahead of schedule that I was getting these messages. And I thought, okay, well, if I'm getting these messages now, maybe it's time. So before COVID hit, I was already in that transitional stage or the the, the, the beginnings of the transition. And it progressed along during COVID, but I hit my own stumbling blocks as we all do. 
Uh, and it's not until now in 2021 that I'm finally stepping into it and going, you know what, this is what I want to do and what I am meant to do. So I'm doing it and very soon Mayday VA will no longer exist and I will be just finally be stepping into my own name and being Holly Barak, your ultimate wing woman accountability partner. Fantastic. And it's so good that you've shared that journey that of having your own business, because sometimes we think when we first start out, it's going to work one way. And then you realize mm, it may not necessarily be that, or even just put that spark in you as well. So it's really good that you've been able to have a bit of a journey, not only in your earlier career, but even in having your own business uh, and actually really demystifying some of that because it doesn't all necessarily go to plan straight away. So thanks so much for sharing that. No, most welcome. So you're a productivity expert, but what do we mean by productivity? Because it's one of those words that just get thrown around of, I want to be more productive and everyone has a different mental model about it. What are we, and what's your definition of productivity and being more productive? So traditionally, productive means, you know, getting the most out of your time and, you know, producing results, you know, for the man, let's say. And I used to be like that very much. I was very, and don't get me wrong, I still am results driven and focused in a different light because through my own health struggles and also seeing those in my community, uh, I've realised that productivity is not working 100 hours. It is not being a slave to your desk. Productivity is making the best use of your time, absolutely, but if that means sleeping or resting or playing with your kids or whatever it is, that is my definition of productivity. It is just hands down making the best use of your time, whatever that use may be. That's such a great way of looking at it because we all think, yeah, you've got to be chained to the desk. It's just like when we're working, you've got to work the the five days a week because that's what people expect of you and things like that. But as we know, working mums are, are quite productive at work. But it's also about making the best use of your time. And I think that's such a good way of really flipping on its head that mental model of what is productivity? Yes. So, for instance, I've learned that my body, like I'm not the person that I used to be before I was a mum and even in the earlier stages of motherhood. And I've realised now that if I need to take a nap in the morning after I've dropped my girl off at kinder, then that's what my body needs in order for me to be productive for the rest of the day. So I would, I used to look at it as being, oh my God, you're a lazy cow going to sleep, but no, it's actually not. It's, it's rejuvenating and restoring my energy stores and allowing me to go on with whatever it needs to be done, even if that's only three things across the course of the day. Um, yeah, just running with that. I think it's really good as well because I think it's one of those things as both being from Melbourne during lockdown, people have changed the way they work 
because they were being able to work from home and it's probably made them more productive as a result. You know, mm. I, every, you know, some people are night hours, some people are really good in the morning. And, and then it's also about listening and understanding to your body about when you're most, when you're getting the most out of your body and your mind and your soul um, to actually achieve those outcomes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and I know that myself, I, and I'm not going to hide this, during lockdown 1.0, when the whole nation was in lockdown, uh, we had our we made the choice to keep our daughter home from daycare, and she was home for for six weeks. And I couldn't start work until nine o'clock at night because I had a three and a half year old, nearly four year old, who was at home bouncing off the walls. We couldn't go to parks or anything like that, and it was eight thirty nine o'clock before she would go to sleep. So I wasn't starting my work day until nine o'clock at night. And then I would work until 3.30 in the morning, awake at seven o'clock, 7.30 when she would wake up, do it all again. And during lockdown 2.0, so we, we sent her back to daycare in June, I think it was May, June. And we actually had an exemption. We, we had permission to keep her at daycare because my husband, he, he works in dementia research and that is a, a crucial uh, research industry. And me being self-employed, I had nobody else to look after her whilst working. So we were very fortunate that we could continue to send her to daycare. But my actions in lockdown 1.0 had serious consequences in lockdown 2.0. I thought I was having a heart attack on the, I can tell you, it was the 18th of August, 2020. It was the day that I launched my membership, the Organised Biz Village. It was three days before my birthday and five days before my wedding anniversary. And I thought I was having a heart attack. I went to hospital in an ambulance. And even though I was still advocating then, you know, mums, you need to rest, you need to do this, you know, like we so often do, uh, you know, when our situations are different, I wasn't taking my own advice. And and I know that and I admit that, like I, transparency is a big thing for me and that's why I'm sharing this story about ending up in hospital. And, you know, they ran tests. Like I had to be, I actually had a sore throat and I told them, I am telling you now that I've had this sore throat for four years and they looked at me like I was crazy. I said, it's because I am run down. I am a mother. <laughs> And they, the doctors just like, the doctor looked at me and he's just like, you're crazy. I said, I'm telling you now, that's exactly what it is. But because I had that sore throat, I had to have a full COVID screen. And they like x-rayed my lungs, like the, the works. They did bloods and everything. Everything came back clear. And I wasn't happy with what they said. I, I knew that there was something wrong because they told me it was anxiety. And I said, no, it's not anxiety. I know what anxiety is. I suffer from anxiety and I am not one to Dr. Google, but when I do need to Google something, I go to the, my first place to go is Mayo Clinic because they are one of the top medical institutions in the world. Put in my symptoms and Mayo Clinic and do you know what I was suffering from? Extreme burnout. Ugh. Extreme burnout. Yeah. Which is something so that, I'm sure many people don't even realize what those symptoms are and, and how to manage it and looking after yourself numero uno as, as, as mum yeah. is so, so, so important. It really is. And, you know, I'd, 
<laughs> sitting here now talking to you, it was actually only, it was a little over a week since I stopped breastfeeding my daughter as well. So there was probably a lot of hormones you know, changing in my body because I was no longer breastfeeding and thinking about, you know, the, the, the body changes and my body didn't have to feed somebody to sleep at night, feed a child to sleep at night. So it was going, okay, you, your body has time to shut down now to repair. And that's exactly what it was doing. It was sending me this massive warning signal saying, if you don't stop, there will be no more holly yeah you know it's the consequence which it's such a good story and a real wake-up call that yeah you don't necessarily need to be working a gazillion miles an hour but to be productive it's about also listening to yourself and about how you're feeling and sometimes that nap and even just maybe pausing for a week and having a week off on holiday can actually allow you to recharge and you may feel guilty at that time when you're actually doing that, you know, coming home after dropping someone at childcare or kinder, you're actually like, oh, I'm guilty. But it actually allows you in the long run to feel so much better and actually be more productive rather than just limping along. I know it's like being pregnant. I was like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got to have a nap. But I actually, after I've had a bit of a nap for even half an hour, I feel so much better that I'm not in a crappy mood or I feel I can also achieve more. Than if I just limped along, uh, yep. being tired and really listening to your mm-hmm. body as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the big things that has helped me even further with this, um, and something that some of your community may be aware of, there's a, a book by Carly Marie called Soul Modes, and it talks about how we're not one woman, we're four extraordinary ones, and and going through the modes and so the the mode that they talk about um being the one where we need to rest is called bear mode and i know straight away when i'm in bear mode i'm like right i am listening to my body if i have to park it on the couch for two days to let myself get through this what we would call a funk so be it and you know what i'm out of it so much quicker than if i would just try and push through and then I'm, then I hit what they call um, super mode, which is do all the things, be productive, and you know, go go go. And then you know, the like it's like a season, like you know, spring, a summer follows spring, and and so on and so forth. These four modes they're cyclic, and you just you know when you're going to, when you go into the next one and what's coming. And I think that has also really helped me in the last sort of four to six months as well to understand and appreciate my body and my own self-care needs as well. It's so important. I think even in 2021, it seems to be a theme and I know we're only in February when we're recording this, but it's it's very much about self-care and we really realised from 2020 uh, the impact and, and and COVID still has an impact on our lives even to this day, but actually listening to our body and being okay with just slowing down and you know, to be able to allow us to be more productive at the end. It's sort of like being as well on the, the Grand Prix track. You've got to go in for those pit stops during the race. You can't do a whole race during that 
during that time, no. you need to go in and change the tires and fuel up Refuel. the car and, and things. And I guess it's also like our bodies. Yep. We need to be doing that as well, which is, yes. I think also it's a very different way to think about productivity because when I, you know, the status of, you know, productivity, how can I get more hours in the day? But it's not necessarily about the the outputs you're doing. It's also about how you're working as, as an individual. Yeah, that's right. I mean, when you think about it, yes, our, our body is a car. It's, 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 it's what drives us each day. You know, we've got, you know, the brain and the central nervous system and our muscle muscles and, you know, all of these things that, that keep us going. But if, if any of that's broken, we can't do anything. Yeah. So there is no productivity. We do need, we do need those pit stops and things like that. Yeah. And so as mums, we're always trying to, you know, we've got these to-do lists, as you said, we've got like probably 48 hours scheduled in our head, but there's only 28, 24 <laughs> hours in the day. <laughs> How can we manage this? Or is it also about accepting the priorities or overcoming some of that mum guilt? And yeah. how can this also then impact our productivity? And how can we also change that? Because it's also not just about saying this is the issue, but what can we do to take action today? Yeah, sure. So my big thing that I teach my clients and my community is only plan to do three things each day. And those three things, if um, particularly being working mums, come from three different areas of your life. So one for each. So it's one for yourself, one for home and one for business. And it's three things that are going to move you forward to, you know, achieve your goals. So if you know, as mums, like let's say you are in an office job nine to five, you're leaving home at 7.30, dropping the kids off at daycare, getting the train or driving in, finding a park, walking to the office, et cetera, et cetera. There's like an hour and a half to two hours that you've lost. When I say lost, you know, because you're commuting and all of that business, but then you come home at nighttime and you've got a list as long as your arm. I'm saying no to that. One thing for business, one thing for you, and one thing for home. That's it. So if that's putting on a load of washing and getting that hung out, that's your one thing. Or even it might only be putting it on and I'm gesturing behind me because my laundry is right behind me. Um, you know, if it's to read a book or to read two pages in a book or 15 minutes reading a book, that's the one thing for you. It's not, a, and, and yes, it is about understanding your priorities as well. And I'm not saying to only do three things. I'm just saying that's your goal for the day. Tick off those three things and anything else is a bonus because otherwise you're going to wind up in the back of an ambulance on the way to hospital thinking you're having a heart attack. From someone that's been through it all, that's so important. And I think it's really wet because I think we put so much on ourselves as, as working mums. We've got to do a million things. But as you say, it's giving yourself permission and in the acceptance mentally to say, I'm yes. going to do three things. And I love how you break it down to self, home and business slash career because it's yep. such a good way. It's different parts of your life that you're then also filling your cup in those different ways as well. Exactly. And, you know, of course, don't forget that you do have other family members as well who may need more from you. But, you know, maybe filling your, maybe the the self thing is actually spending time with your family, going to the park, 
before dinner or after dinner because it's daylight savings. Uh, you know, spending time watching a movie together on the weekend or something like that. You know, it's it's whatever works best for you and makes the best work use of your time. And also by that, you're not getting the mum guilt of, I haven't done all these things that it's number 20 on my list. Yes. Those three things can be done when you if you plan out your week, you could plan, right, I'm going to do these three things over the seven yes. days. So then really three by seven, 21, you've then achieved as a minimum 21 different things in the week. That's right. That's exactly right. And of course, priorities can change. Let's face it. We know that we're mums. And if that's the case, give yourself the grace of, you know, things not going to plan. And this was something that I was surprised that I adapted to quite well, I think, given that I know that I don't adapt well to change. It's that, yes, uh, look, and I'm not going to lie, there are some things that still really do irk me when they change and I haven't been given notice. But I think that if we can understand and accept that, there will be times during the week when we do need to shuffle our priorities, we'll be okay. And if that, if that means moving, uh, you know, your 15 minutes of reading time to the train, if you're commuting, then, you know, so be it. Exactly. Exactly. It's so important. They often say that working mums are the most efficient in the workforce or even in business and things like that. Why do you think this is? I think it's just because we know how to run a tight ship. <laughs> I think so. Like I I haven't actually been in the workforce as a mother. I've only ever had my own business. And I think it's because we can identify the gaps in which we need to work. So I'm not saying that, oh, there's a gap. I can fill it by offering X, Y, Z. I'm saying we can actually see that, okay, well, my child's napping now so I can fit in you know, ABC and get that done. So I think that as working mothers, it's easy for us to identify how long something is anticipated to take and plan accordingly. And I really think that's all it comes down to is that we do have an innate capability to plan, even if we're not natural planners. We can we can find what can be done in a 30-minute nap time and yes. what we can achieve in, in that time. Shower, yes. washing, you name it. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> and so there's always things around productivity that we're looking for and, and how we can get more out of the day. And obviously listening to your body, mind and soul is a big part of that. Really looking as well for some actionable things that we can do from this. What are some tips and strategies and things? So obviously the plan to do three things each day is one part of that. What are some other strategies that we can adopt and implement uh, relating to being more, being productive um, in all aspects of our life? Sure, absolutely. One thing that I do personally is that I sleep when I need to. I'm not a get up at four or five o'clock in the morning and start on the day because that is not productive for me. So don't do like, uh, I find that a lot of people say you need to get up and do things when your child is sleeping. I say a big poo-poo to that because as a, in case you haven't 
um, picked up throughout this episode, we need to rest too. So that would be one of my things. Um, Another one is involve your children in, in the simple things. So the stacking of the dishwasher, you know, like particularly if they're of an age where they can do this, um, putting their dishes in the sink or um, so just behind me, not that you can see, but I've got routine cards and my daughter can actually, she can fully read. I'm, don't even get me started on that. But, you know, there's words on there that a four-year-old wouldn't know. But, you know, having these routine cards helps her and it helps me to move along. And I'd forgotten just how useful they were. It would take me ages. I'm talking like an hour to an hour and a half to get her ready in the morning. And now I can have her at kinder before nine o'clock. And it's only been two weeks that they've been up. And we've been in this house for four months now um, at time of recording. And I wish I had have done it earlier kind of thing because they have helped me immensely because she can see, okay, well, I need to do this, 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 and this in order to get out the door. So yeah, it's just little things. Yeah. It's, I guess it's really simplifying some parts of it. So it's not some big, amazing strategy. It's really pairing things back to simplicity really, isn't it? It absolutely is. I am all about living simply. Um, I have a background in sustainability and environment. So for me, living simply is an inherent part of my life. And I think that if we apply that in all aspects of our life, then, and again, my, this is, you know, my opinion. So take it with a grain of salt, but it does, it does make things easier to live simply. That's a good way of looking at it. And we both know being Melbourne based, uh, how much simply (laughs) can uh, impact our lives and very, very quickly. Uh, But it's, it's so important. I think that's really one thing that the last 12 months has really told us is, uh, is, is living simply and, you know, even in managing the juggle, the more that you can pair it back. And I even know myself uh, when I was recently doing a handover for my maternity leave, I was like, oh my God, I've got to go back into work. And just the mental strain that went with that. I was excited to see people and colleagues, which was great. But just everything else that went with that was like, oh, wow, it's so much easier and simpler to yes. uh, to work from home. It uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the other thing too, um, the other strategy I have is just working with your significant other, with your partner, be it, um, you know, on just working together, being a team, you know, and I know this is a big philosophy of yours as well, uh, sharing the, the, the parental load because at the end of the day, we can't be everything to everyone as much as we try to be. But my husband bathes our daughter and he has done since she come home from hospital. He does, he does the washing and hangs it out. I fold it and put it away. You know, it's, it's just, it's about striking that balance. And, and as you know, as you know, so well, and, and I know that you preach this and working together as a team, because I think that you we've worked as a team so well before having children and yes children change the dynamic so incredibly much we were just talking the other day to our daughter about the things that we used to do before she was born about how we would go to concerts because we're huge music fans uh and go to music festivals go to the cinema go out for dinner and things like that and she's just like we don't do any of that I said no we don't because 
you're little and you need to go to sleep of a night time and you know money is a bit different now that we have you and very luckily she has the comprehension about why we don't do those things but you know it also made us realize well no we do need to start prioritizing ourselves again because she is now at an age where she will go to sleep and sleep through the night and we can so that means we can have somebody sit in the lounge room here and just babysit while we go out for dinner and things like that so I think yeah being on the same page and having doesn't have to necessarily be the same approach, but definitely a similar approach to to parenting and to life together uh, also helps in managing your productivity as a family. Love it. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you know my opinion on this, and I'm sure many people do as about the approach to parenting is very much as a team approach. And and I think it's also about when we're talking about productivity you instantly think as a working mum, what can I do? And you think that you're having to take on that load all on your own. But really, as you just said, in fact, you don't. You know, it took two to tango to make kids. Um, That's it. And and so it's very much, you know, how can you get that support? And if you're not yeah. getting that support, what can you do to change it? Um, yep. And it's about having the confidence and the communication, which is so important with your partner and about connection with your partner is what you said. My, my husband's exactly the same. He does all the bathing and, and things, but also we really enjoy going to the movies, going out for dinner and trying to carve out some of that time that's for us. So we're productive as a couple Yes, for our children, because the more that we're on the same page, it'll naturally help everyone around us. Yes, absolutely. 100% could not agree more. And do you have any other gems of gold that you want to share with us in relation to productivity and some of the overwhelm in our lives? Oh, good question. I feel like I've shared all of my top things. Um, Actually, no, maybe sit down and have a look and create an ideal work week. So even if you aren't self-employed, if you are working for somebody else, just sit down and have a look. How do you want your week to look? How do you want to be spending your time and see where you've got pockets of time for yourself? Like if you are a commuter, uh, you might be in the car. So maybe that's the time that you want to listen to an audio book or listen to podcasts or listen to your favorite concert, because let's face it, you can find concerts now and I don't know, I don't think YouTube is on car radios in company, but it, through the technology of Bluetooth, you can listen to concerts on Spotify and YouTube, you know, like relive those days, um, you know, do do those things for you. Yeah. Such Just a, yeah. At- really, I guess it's creating that life and the productivity that you want um, and yeah. it's what you said. Listen to yourself and it's yeah. okay to be selfish in what you want. Yes, Holly. sorry, I'm having a bit of a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> now, Holly, what we've talked about focusing on yourself as well to about how do you can be more productive. What do you do to fill your cup? To fill my cup, I like to sit down and just chill out on the couch. That is, at the moment, that is my number one thing to do. Uh, I've had as I said earlier, obviously landing myself in just in the emergency department, I didn't get admitted or anything, but, you know, I have actually had uh, my fair share of health issues over the last two and a half years. I've had had and recovered from melanoma, um, quite, a, quite a severe melanoma. Uh, thankfully didn't need any treatment, 
obviously the severe burnout. And then I've also um, just discovered some other problems that I have, you know, that's all just part and parcel of being a woman. Um, So for me right now, it is just resting. Sometimes it's resting on the couch with a book. Sometimes it's resting on the couch with Netflix. Other times I do like to just go and sit outside on our balcony and just get some fresh air. I mean, who doesn't love fresh air? I really do love it. But for me at the moment, my number one thing to fill my cup is just rest. It really is. It's so important. I never, ever thought that I would say that because I have always, always been on the go, like my entire life, just constantly on the go. So to be at nearly 37 years of age and say that I enjoy rest, it's actually quite emotional and, <laughs> and, and not anything that I ever thought I would say. But it's probably the part of life that always keeps throwing up surprises. Uh, but it's yes. really good that you can acknowledge that in yourself that you do because as some a fellow person that just pretty much only knows the treadmill on you know on high speed, uh, even in a few days giving birth, still to recording podcasts. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of those things that I think it's really important that you can recognize that in yourself and allow yourself to do that because not everyone would necessarily give themselves the acceptance. So kudos to you and actually listening and listening to your, to your body, because it doesn't always work that way. And it can sometimes be when you least expect it, you are in the emergency department and it's a bit of a, it's, it's scary. So, yeah. And I it is wish you all the best with your health issues. So thank you. Good luck. Yes, and no, of you. Thank you. Getting, getting to the bottom of them and then, you know, working my way back so I'm sure there'll be a good good podcast episode on on that one of how you've overcome it now Holly how can people connect with you sure so at the moment uh and I say at the moment because things are changing but you can find me uh if you google mayday va you will pretty much find me everywhere so that's instagram pinterest linkedin facebook actually no facebook i have just changed (laughs) so facebook uh you can search for holly barrack and it's holly with an ie and barrack b-a-r-a-c uh but yeah so instagram um my website is maydayva.com.au and i have a membership uh for women in business called the organized biz village and that is actually open year round. It's not an open close model. I started it off that way, but I realized that I wanted people to access it whenever they want. So if you head to organizedbizvillage.com.au, you can find out some more information there about the community. It is a community for accountability and for friendship. And there are also monthly lessons and such, but it's really just about for, for entrepreneurs, it can be really lonely to work from home. So knowing that you can come and work three days a week, albeit on a screen with other people. It's just about providing that, that human connection again. And, and, you know, uh, people, people do crave that. And the other way that you can find me is my website, maydayva.com.au, but soon everything will be changing to my name, Holly Barrack. Fantastic. Well, best Sorry. wishes. No, that's all right. Best wishes for the uh, the business transformation and also the health transformation that's happening as well in the thank background. You. It's been a delight to speak with you, Holly, and thank you so much for sharing and really demystifying and debunking productivity for us because I know that at the start of this when we're planning us having productivity in one way, 
but really, as you've said, it's about listening to yourself um, so you can actually get the most out of the day. So thank you so much. It's been a great opportunity to chat with you and really appreciate it. Oh, no, Karina, thank you so much. I have just loved being able to speak with you and all the best for baby number two and the new adjustment for your family. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, there is a big adjustment, both mentally and physically. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for a, another day. Yes. Take care, everybody. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast catch-up. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. I'll be giving a shout out to select people that do so. So stay listening and you might be one of them. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week.